Hello and welcome to the fifth scroll of Maester's Whispers, where we drink and we know things. I'm Olivia. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing the similarities and differences between the book and the fifth episode of the TV show, The Wolf and the Lion. So, we have the episode up and playing while we go through this scene by scene, and we are going to break this down for you. So, a little summary that I got from the wiki for this episode it says, Incensed over news of Daenerys' alliance with the Dothraki, Robert orders a preemptive strike on the Targaryens that drives a wedge in his relationship with Ned. A captive Tyrion helps Catelyn, but receives a cold reception at the Eyrie from her sister. Sansa is charmed by the dashing Loras Tyrell, and Arya overhears a plot against her father. Um, a few facts about this episode. It was directed by Brian Kirk, who... Um, has done a few episodes so far. It was written by executive producers D.B. Weiss and Dan Benioff. It aired originally on May 15th, 2011, and this episode was filmed mostly in Malta. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. All right, let's do it. So we're starting out, and it looks like we're at King's Landing, and I believe we are after the tourney here. It's. I think it's still during the tourney. Oh, it does look like it's still during because, the tourney. Because yep. um, Robert's about to demand to participate in the tourney. Oh, yeah. It looks like they're making up the tourney right now, actually. Yeah. And in the show, um, it's made to seem like Robert's demand to participate in the tourney um, was, like, whimsical and, like, kind of just, like, an afterthought. Yeah. While in the book, Cersei, like, deliberately prompts him to asked to participate um i have this summary of the differences um between the show and the book from the wiki and it says that she uses reverse psychology by forbidding him to in the presence of his brother his knights and the half and half of the court so so actually yeah ned is um with barristan and they're looking at uh the the squire the squire uh the aaron squire Yes, from um, John Aaron's. Yeah. John Aaron's squire, and he's dead, right? So we're looking at his dead body here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're discussing it just like they were um, in the book. Yep. And Ned leaves the tent, and he goes with Barristan, and they're still talking a bit, and I think they're going to go see um, Robert at this point together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're walking together and discussing... Um, the Mad King a little bit, and they're talking about the Squire, um, and Ned's actually discussing in the in the show with Barristan some of the things he's investigating, which is interesting because he didn't really do that in the book, mm-hmm. um, which I wish he would have done in the book. We talked about that before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's just kind of discussing with him what's going on, um, and then they go see Robert. Yep. And yeah, uh, yeah this is the the famous scene here where uh, Robert can't get his armor on. Um, because he's too fat. Yes. And Lancel is trying to put his armor on, and Robert is just berating him like he always does. <laughs> he has some funny lines in this in this scene. Yeah, he's yeah, and it's one of those scenes that everybody knows. You know, <laughs> Do get the breastplate stretcher. No. Yeah. yeah, and so um, it's kind of some back and forth between Ned and Robert, and you see their friendship because Robert acts like he's insulted by Ned, um, and then they all start laughing. Um, yeah. And then Robert is uh, picking on Lancel again, because uh, it's just nonstop. Guys, uh, by the way, I'm sorry if you hear, like, thunder and lightning outside. This is the only time we could record this episode, and there's a major thunderstorm outside. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, uh, my apologies. <laughs> uh, but like we said, so then he yeah he yells at Lancel to go get the breastplate stretcher, which we all know is not real. Yeah. Um, and so this is when he tells Ned that he is wanting to fight an attorney. Yep. Um, so this actually, this scene is pretty much almost the same. Almost, but there's another difference. Um, in the book, Varys is the one that reveals to Ned that the Lannisters sought to kill Robert during the melee. Among the other participants, someone would have killed Robert, making it look like an unfortunate accident. That's what we know from the book. That is not mentioned at all in the show. So there was no like plot to kill Robert in, in the show. In the show. And there's also yeah. another major difference here, if you don't mind me saying. Go for it. Um, Robert was not... There was no melee he was going to partake in. He thinks that he's actually going to joust yes. in the show, <laughs> which is even funnier. Yeah. Um, so he that's what he was putting the armor on. He was actually thinking he was going to go joust. Right. Not yeah. melee. Not melee. Yeah. 
Which, can you imagine him riding on a horse, jousting? I mean, we've seen him ride on a horse, and <laughs> no, it's kind of like, funny. I know, but, like, actually jousting. Yeah. Just because, like, I know the other person wouldn't even want to harm the king. Right. You know? But then also, if they did harm the king, it would certainly seem like an accident. Right. Accidents happen all the time. Yeah. Uh, so this scene ends just the way it did in the uh, in the in the book. Uh, but the funny part is that Robert tries to leave the uh, the tent with his uh, shirt open, and Ned's like, "Hey, uh, you might not want to go out there with like your stomach hanging out for everyone to see." Yeah. And he's like, oh, right, yeah, you're right. That's probably not a, a fateful sight for everyone to see, right? <laughs> Look at your king. Bow down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to the tourney now, and we actually see um, what's going to be the last um, joust that we talked about in the book. Is that the mountain? So this is the mountain. Yeah. And we notice this difference immediately. Yeah. Um, that the mountain is actually, it seems like he's played by a different actor than so later on. I actually, I know that there's like three or four different actors throughout the course of the whole TV series that plays the mountain. So they change him up quite a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. this one, he has like a beard and he doesn't. Or he oh. does. He does later on. But. And this is the first time we see Loris. Yeah, Loris gives uh, the flower to um, Sansa, and he kind of gives a little look to Renly. Yeah. Don't know what that's about yet. The night of flowers. Yep. And uh, it's interesting because at this point in the book, she mm-hmm. already has the rose. Yeah. So now we see actually, um, just like in the book, the hound. Or sorry, not the hound. Sorry, the mountain's horse is freaking out. Yeah. Right. And the hound's having a hard time keeping it steady. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Night of Flower, or the, yeah, the Night of Flowers is just kind of flowing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> He's whimsical. And Sansa's His concerned. armor is quite intricate. It's quite intricate. They didn't describe it that. I like, described it pretty good. His helmet has like roses on it, like vines, things on it. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, and so here we see the bedding between Renly and um, Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ned is trying to reassure Sansa of what's going to happen. Like, oh, it's fine. Sir Loris is okay. Yeah. And so then they're off. And, and you saw happens? Sansa kind of getting nervous. Okay. Oh, yes. I want to talk. Yeah, say something The hound? No, not that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Now, in, in the show, mm-hmm. we did not see the fight between um, Cersei and Robert. Right, that's what I just said too about yeah. how he she was the one that was trying to convince um, Robert to fight in the tourney using psychological right or reverse and, psychology. But yeah. we didn't know that they fought mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. But now we are cutting to the tourney and we see Robert sitting up by himself. Yeah, because the the chair next to him is empty. Yeah, so that would be Cersei's chair. And is this? I think right next to him is Marcella and Tommen. That's Marcella and Tommen. Yes. Yep. And Barrison, of but course, is right behind him. Wasn't Marcella sitting with Sansa? Or is that only for the first that day? That was the first day. This day, she's sitting with Ned. Because okay. I don't think Ned was there for the first I don't, day. No, he wasn't. He was yeah. doing something else. He was doing something yeah. else. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be at the tourney. Yeah. But, again, so Robert's sitting alone, and Joffrey's actually up there, too. Um, and so they're off. And it plays out exactly like the book, where the Knight of Flowers, D, or, uh, Demounts. Demounts, that's the <laughs> word. Um, the uh, the mountain. Mm-hmm. The hound smiles a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I have a point to make about the hound when it in a minute. Yeah. But. And uh, we see some something tension. some tension that's joking about something else that we don't know about yet yeah. between Littlefinger and Renly. Mm-hmm. So Ren. Uh, oh, we see Grandmaster Pycelle too. Pycelle's there, and actually, this is funny too. Another side point. Septa. If you remember in the book, Septa's not there. Why? Because she's with. No. Oh, she's drunk. She's she yeah. she's hungover. She's hungover. She's yeah. hungover. I mean, she was drunk yesterday. <laughs> she's drunk yesterday. Yeah, she's too sick to show up. Yeah. Right? So she's actually there, and um, they didn't mention that either. So uh, Loris is celebrating. And the hound is now freaking out. Yep, and you can tell he takes his helmet off and he doesn't look anything like, um... Yeah. So he's about to go ham on, on uh, the Night of Flowers. Yeah, and pissed. first he's going to kill his horse, though. Yes. This is insane. 
just cuts his head off with one swing. Yeah, one swing, the horse is dead. And this kind of takes everyone back, and then he actually pushes, yeah. Kind of crazy that he de- he uh, took him off of this horse, and then he can take him off his horse with one blow. Yeah. And then you see the hound jump in, mm-hmm. and they're kind of about to go at it here. Brother v. Brother, Clegane Bowl round, round two. Was it round two yeah, or one? Yeah, we already had a round one, I believe. No, this is round one. Oh, maybe it was round... I was thinking round one in the book, sorry. Oh, this is round one in the book, yes. So, I actually have a point to make about this. Um, in the TV series, the Hound isn't shown participating in the tourney, and he spends all his time near Robert and Joffrey. He only gets involved when his brother is about to kill Loras, which we just saw. Mm-hmm. So, because I think before, he actually jousted, too. Yes, in the and book. he won. In the book. And he won in the book. Yes. But um, here, he's he, like, won by proxy because he stopped his brother. Right, because he was supposed know? to do... He was supposed to be with Loras next. Yes. Um, and instead, Loras says, I, I'm going to let you win, basically. And then just another small point about the mountain, Gregor Clegane's shield. Um, in the books, it bears the three black dog sigil of his house. But in the show, there's only one dog painted on the shield. True. So... We also see something that's uh, important for character development here. Uh, We see that the mountain does not care at all for the king. The king says to stop, and the mountain looks at him and just storms off. That's a good point. Doesn't bow or kneel or anything. He just walks away and is, like, upset. That's a good point because you'll see that throughout the rest of the the series as well. No respect. No respect. (laughs) Yep, so now we're traveling with uh, Tyrion and Catelyn's party of men. Yep. And this is uh, where they are to encounter... Oh, is this Marillion? Yep, so there's Marillion. And uh, here's some other ones. I think that's Pig... Whatever, Pig guy, that guy? Yeah. Pig... What was his name? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't want to say like Piggly Wiggly, but it's not his name. It's like Pig something. Uh, but they're all sitting around here. You got Braun, and you have the musician, like we said. Um... And it kind of plays out the way it did in the uh, the book, pretty much, dead on. Yeah. And Tyrion's just kind of saying, you know, all right, I can't run. You know, what's the point of having me bound? Um, just like he said in the book. And Oh, is it is that Chiggin? Right here? The one that you were wondering about his name? Uh, no, he had some kind of pig name. Oh. I thought. I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and he's telling him that, or he's telling uh, Catelyn that his sister, that her sister has changed quite a bit, Um, and they're kind of explaining the story to each other here, Um, and uh, he goes, he's kind of like breaking apart her story. It doesn't make much sense. He's like, okay, what? Oh, and now they're getting attacked. Uh, So, pause before we get into this fight. Um, Just a little comment about that little um, interaction between Catelyn and Tyrion. So, Catelyn tells Tyrion that Littlefinger said the dagger belonged to him, and he lost it to Tyrion in a wager when Jaime was defeated in a joust by Loras. And then Tyrion explains to Catelyn why Littlefinger is lying. Uh, Tyrion never bets against his family, but in the series, Catelyn does not reveal to Tyrion who set him up. Yeah. So, that's that's a little bit of a difference there. And then another um, comment about the party that Catelyn's traveling with... There's actually two cell swords accompanying Catelyn, not just Braun. There's Braun and Chigan that are shown in. Hmm. Oh no, that are not shown in the TV series. I'm sorry. Yeah. In the book, there's Braun and Chigan, but in the series, they only show Braun. Yeah. Uh, another side note that I noticed here that he said mm-hmm. in there, he goes, "What kind of idiot would arm an assassin with his own blade?" Yeah. Very true. Solid point. Yeah. There. Just saying. So they're getting attacked. By the clansmen. By the clansmen. Uh, it starts out a little differently than uh, was in the book. Basically, that it's like a sneak attack in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, in this, sorry, it's a sneak attack. And in the book, it's more of like, they're coming. We need to hide. We need to hide, <laughs> yeah. And um, instead of, instead of um, arming Tyrion initially, Tyrion's still tied up. Mm-hmm. And Catelyn, I think this is so bad. Catelyn's just... Has this little tiny blade, and she's like whimpering with this little tiny blade. It's so unlike Catelyn. I'm sorry, but yeah. it is. So on that point, though, um, during the attack, Tyrion fights with only a shield, but in the book, he uses an axe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that, and it's 
she, he's like begging her with this little tiny like it's literally like a letter opener that she's holding yeah to uh, untie him and so here he picks up the shield um, and he's immediately like deflecting stuff and we actually just answered a quiz question on that what that's a bracken shield ah yeah so we see that uh, for the most part um, Tyrion's kind of holding his own here and he's actually protecting Catelyn yeah and he's protecting Catelyn so. It's a little. It plays out a little differently than it does in the book, where he's protecting Catelyn and not like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see Bronn doing his thing, and it ends really quickly. Yeah. So, uh, Tyrion actually beats a man to death with a shield. Okay, so you see how Sir Roderick is right here. Mm-hmm. Um, during where is it? Okay, in the book, Roderick is severely injured during the fight, and Catelyn fears for his life, and he mm-hmm. barely makes it to the Vale. But here, he's obviously completely fine. Nope, he's not. Better than what it was described in True, the book. True, but look at his back. Who, Roderick's back? Yeah. Is it all cut up? Yeah. There's one slash. He's got a big slice out of his back, though. Yeah, but it's not as, It's <laughs> no. not like he can't it walk could and get... barely make it to True, the Vale. True, it's not in his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they make the little joke where Bron goes, you know, nothing like a woman after a fight. Yeah. And uh, Tyrion goes, I'm willing if she's a- if she's willing. And this was the only attack by the Klansmen in the series in the TV show. Mm-hmm. In the book, they actually suffered more than one ambush by the Klansmen. Mm-hmm. And um, besides the Hill Tribe ambushes, their party also suffers from starving, and they have to kill horses to feed themselves. In the book. Right. So it's a little more rough in the in the book, I think. Yeah. Um, so then we're back in Winterfell, um, and this is actually not this one's not in the book. Is this the conversation between Bran and Maester Lewin? It is. Yep. So this one is not in the book. Yeah. So what's happening in the scene to set the scene? Um, Bran is sitting at a table with Maester Lewin. Maester Lewin is pointing out houses to him and having him repeat or having him tell him what they are. Basically, learning. He's yeah. in school. And Theon is in the yard in front of them, and he's practicing his archery skills mm-hmm. right in front of them. So, and he's asking him what words are for each one. Um, and their sigils. Yeah, and then Theon chimes in when they talk about the Greyjoys. Um, and Maester Lewin, <laughs> like, breaks him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're talking more and more about each of the individual houses and I think what the, what they're doing in the show here is they're kind of introducing us to the map without giving us the map mm-hmm. and the houses so the houses that they are talking about are the houses that are most important right now mm-hmm. so they're talking about the Lannisters they're talking about the Tullys and they're talking about Greyjoys the Greyjoys which the Greyjoys aren't very important right now but they can be at some point but Theon is a Greyjoy um, and they're talking about the Martells so and then they talk about a few other ones as well. Um, you can see Bran is not, he's not into it no. <laughs> at all. Um, and they talk about, yeah, Winterfell as well. Um, and we see that Bran is upset with, with Catelyn for not being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Lewin goes, listen, like, like she, she would be here if she could, but she is really working on something big right now. And protecting the family. Exactly, yeah. And he knows, he's like, you know your mom would come back if she could, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So I see that Bran is upset. This is a long scene. It is a long scene. Then there's a sex scene between Theon and Ross. Have we met Ross yet? Nope. She's not in the book. She's not, no, I know. But I'm wondering if this is the first time we saw Ross in the show. I thought not. I okay. thought that we had seen her before. Well, if we haven't said it before, yeah. Ross is a prostitute. Yeah. She is gorgeous. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's just kind of an awkward sex scene. Yeah, I was going to say, this scene is not in the books because Ross is not a character in the books. Right. And so there is that's the major difference. And basically, um, I think she talks about that she... Was with Tyrion when he was there. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying. Yes. So because Tyrion talked about her. Right. Oh, this is the cat chasing scene. Yep. So now we're back in um, in King's Landing, um, and actually, this is the scene. 
Yeah, so they, it completely cut out a huge, like, a chapter in the book, mm-hmm. kind of. It showed a blip of it. It showed a blip of Arya chasing the cats. Um, <laughs> remember in the book, Arya confronts... Oh, no, she doesn't confront. Arya sees Marcella and Tommen while chasing cats. Um, in the book, they see her and, the, and set the guards to catch her, but she escapes before anyone recognizes her. It is in the process of the escape that she gets lost under the Red Keep, and we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. So now we're in... Ned is talking to Varys, and Varys is telling him that it's good news about his son, um, that he's awake, um, and he's and Ned's kind of like, I don't really believe that it's like all good news because he's going to be crippled. And he goes, well, you know, I was somewhat mutilated as a young child, and I turned out fine. And he's like, I don't know if you turned out fine, Varys, but, yeah. you know... <laughs> That part is not in the book, I don't think. Is this part in the book? This is this is the part. This is the part that we're talking about where he talks to talks to Ned and tells him that there is yeah, yeah. This is the king is a fool. There is there's a plot to kill him. This is where Varys tells him. Oh. That. So this isn't yeah. This is later, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit later, but now he's saying that there is a plot to kill him. Um and it's, it literally plays out exactly the same as the book. He just tells him, like, why didn't you tell me before? Because everyone's I didn't trust watching you. Everyone. Everyone's watching yeah. anyone. I didn't trust you. And it's clearly the queen that's behind it. And all this stuff. All the stuff that we know if you read the book, which you should if you caught up to this part in our <laughs> podcast. So, um, And basically he's saying that John Aaron was killed by Tears of Lease. So which we've was, talked about before. Yes. I don't know if we know that it was that one. Yeah, I don't know if we know that that was what it was yet. So they just revealed it before the book. Right. So he just said it's t- it was tears of lease that killed I think they were hinting at it, though. They were. Um, and he asked who gave it to him. And he said it was probably a dear friend, and he had many. Um, but he does say that it's kind of weird that he had one boy that, gave, that was his best friend. And all of a sudden that boy is coming to a lot of money... And he just died. Oh, and how did he just die? He just died by being killed by the mountain. So Vera says a little bit more. Um, he goes, you need to start asking the right questions mm-hmm. to people. So now we cut back to that scene in the chapter. And Arya is now in the dungeons with the dragon skulls. Mm-hmm. Um... The dungeons under the right keep, I should say. I would say that the dragon skulls don't look nearly as cool as they're described well, in the book. I'm going to get to that. All right. I'm going to get to that. It's like bone. And it's not really said right out in the book that it was dragon skulls that she found. Um, but it was kind of hinted at. Pause this really quick. So, um, in the TV series, Arya only finds one dragon skull in the right keep's dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... It says right here, there's a little note that says probably the skull of Beleriand due to its size. Instead of finding several like she did in the book. Um, And also in the TV series, you can see that the dragon skulls are like a milky white. But in the books, the dragon bones are black due to a high iron content. Hmm. So I I don't think I really liked that change. I wish that they kept it black. Because it looks so much... I think it would look so much cooler. It looks like you could... Obviously, with this, you're going to tell that it's a dragon, mm-hmm. but it looks like a dinosaur. Like, yeah. you could be like, oh, that's a T-Rex skull. Right. And the you teeth know? are big. Yeah. <laughs> and she touches the tooth, and it's like, I would have to say, for me personally, the way that Balerion the Dread is, the Black Dread is mm-hmm. described, the skull would be bigger. Yeah. Because it said that he could literally fit an entire carriage in his mouth, and she t- goes up, and the tooth is like maybe her height. And she's a little tiny girl. Right. So yeah. it would be bigger than that. For sure. But it's hinted at that that's pretty much what that is. So then she's hiding inside the dragon skull. And she hears those two men talking about right. Ned. And that's exactly the same. We don't see the other man, but it's pretty No, we do. Oh, we actually... So yeah. in the book, we don't know who the two men are, but right. you can clearly see right here, like, it's about in like two seconds, is Varys and Illyrio. Illyrio, and if you remember Illyrio, where's Illyrio from? He was from Pentos. And who he was with? He was with Danny. He was with Danny. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not really identified in the book, but um, you can kind of identify Illyrio because of his visual description. Varys is much harder to identify because he probably wears a lot of makeup. 
Um, but in the book, I think they said something about like the smell of like those scented oils that mm-hmm. are from Pentos and stuff like that. They gave a very good hint. Yes. But not a good, not as much of a hint as straight up But they don't right out say the yeah. two names, but you can yeah. clearly see who they are in the show. And also <laughs> this doesn't, this doesn't bode the same way it does in the book where it's like a secret passageway. Yeah. All it is, she went down some stairs saw a skull and the whole place is lit up with torches so people have been there and they literally just open a gate and like walk through it's no hidden passageways right. like was said because in the book it was like Arya was running and then she, all of a sudden she found herself here like she didn't like yeah. go looking for it she accidentally stumbled upon it and why and she was running in the book because she had but she th- she didn't want to be found out who she was right because she was chasing cats and Tommen and Marcella. Marcella had seen her and they thought she was some little boy and she was like, well, I'm going to get away from this because right. that would look ridiculous. Exactly. So, but in this one, she's clearly hiding. It's clear who Varys is. She's clearly in a dragon skull. It doesn't match the book. Right. Um, and I think they're saying something a little different here, too. They talk about Cal Drogo by name. Oh. And they go, they said, Cal Drogo will not make his move until his son is born. Mm-hmm. So they're now they're like y- now you're seeing some moving pieces that weren't all completely in the book right now. Right, there it kind of and that's what I appreciate about the show is that they connect pieces that the book doesn't. Yeah. Because the book is a lot of different moving pieces, but you can see it all play out in the show. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because she she hears all of it, right? But and now she's locked in the dungeon, so that's just <laughs> figure out another way out. Um, so then she goes deeper into the dungeons, mm-hmm. and. So this scene is actually added on. This is a conversation in the Red Keep between Littlefinger and Varys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're spying on each other, and Eddard Stark is revealed. What? You'll see. Ah. I'm sorry. I, I kind of jumped ahead. <laughs> so basically, they're th- whenever these two talk to each other, it's like throwing barbs. Yeah. It's like so backhanded barbs are like, oh, you're always the, oh, look, it's you, Littlefinger, the first, or the first to come and the last to leave, always. Like, it's a barb. Yeah. You know, and everything they say to each other is a little barb. Yeah. And so it's, (laughs) it's very backhanded. It's all this backhanded, real, Yeah. what would you call that? Just like, catty. Catty. Yeah. Um sarcastic that's yes. what i would call it super sarcastic to each other because like little fingers teasing him and is like oh you can come by the you know the the whorehouse and we have something that'll pleasure you if you're like into like little boys like you know like yeah. like picking on him because he's like is a eunuch you know yeah. it's just constant barbs mm-hmm. yeah so that that scene is not in the book yeah yeah but it's a very good scene yeah and it I like how snide they are, and they got the little smirks with each other, and they all just... Everyone just thinks they're smarter than each other. So, you're going to see Eddard coming out, I think. Or maybe I'm wrong. No. Renly comes out and says that the... His brother's coming to a small council meeting, and they're like, wait, hold on, what? What is that? <laughs> He's coming to a small council meeting, like he actually is, and they're like, oh, we better be there. Okay, so this is different right here. You see Arya coming out from the tunnel. In the uh, daytime. In the daytime, and she just comes out of a tunnel from the dungeons. Just but in the book, she comes back to surface miles away from the Red Keep, and she's covered in, like, dirty water, and she's sewage. In a, yeah, she's in, like, a river. Yeah, she's... But yeah. so that's different. And then yeah. she also bathes in the water before she returns to yeah. the Red Keep. Yeah. So she pops out and is she she is near a river here, but she is pretty far like she's underneath the Red Keep is what I would describe it as. Right. Um and so she goes up to the gate, but it's daytime, so it's pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um she doesn't wash herself, so she still looks like a little boy, like all covered in dirt. Um uh, and it's the same way that it plays out. The two guards stop her and say, okay, no begging. Like, we don't have any room for you. And she's like, my father's the hand of the king. And they're like, no, he's not. Like, <laughs> no, he's not. And she goes, why don't you go and ask? Like, why don't you go and ask and see what happens? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> lo and behold, next scene, she's in front of Ned. Just yep. like in the book, right? She's in front of Ned. And she's trying to describe to Ned what she heard in the dungeons, just like in the book. Um, and again, she can't get the words out. 
just like in the book right she's like I can't you know I can't quite say you know what is happening but right. Ned doesn't understand it <laughs> right um, so the next scene here uh, same scene actually sorry um, the member of the Night's Watch comes in right Yorin Yorin just like from the book he comes in and he does plays the same Pleasant Streets to Ned and says I'm here because I am brother to your brother mm-hmm. in the Night's Watch and I'm doing this as a favor favor to you um, that and we know what he's going to tell him right so actually this is a little there's a there's one little difference um in the show Yorin tells Eddard on screen about Catelyn kidnapping Tyrion but in the book the meeting takes place off screen and is described in a flashback oh okay yeah um so how this scene is ending here um the door is closing to Ned's office yeah I'm gonna call I'm gonna say it's his office Mm -hmm. the office of the hand of the king um, so they close the door and it's the same, um, thing that she says, uh, Yorin. No, him. What's his name? Yeah. Shoot. Uh, Jory? Jory. Jory. Uh, and he, she asked Jory how many guards you have and he goes, don't worry, we'll protect your dad. Whatever it is that's happened. Um, and then here is what you talked about. Here's he actually tells him she's taken the imp. So, and actually... I'm sorry, I was wrong. Um, it says right here, Desmond the guard, not Jory, is the one who escorts Arya to her room at Eddard's command. Mm. In right. the book, was it Jory? I thought so. And I think right there, that was Desmond. Okay. Also, it's hard. There they was look, another. This, they look similar. There was another thing here about that little conversation with Yorin. In the book, Eddard takes Yorin to court and asks if any noble will do honor to his house and volunteer to serve at the wall. Since no one volunteers, Eddard allows Yorin to pick criminals from the king's dungeons. And I don't think that was shown right there. No. Because remember, they had that whole conversation about how yeah. they needed men for the wall. Yeah, they just ended it with, she's taken the imp. And then they're like, cliffhanger. Yes. And they end it. Okay, so this is a big thing that I think we should discuss. The appearance of the eerie. Mm-hmm. The difference between the TV show and the series. Yep. In the books, the Eyrie is a small traditional castle made of seven towers located on a shoulder of a very tall mountain, the Giant's Lance, which we had discussed in a previous episode. Um, The path is also guarded by three smaller towers, and the castle in the TV show is located on top of a much smaller mountain, and its path doesn't seem to be guarded by towers. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of differences, I feel like, from the Eerie in the book to the Eerie in the show. Yeah, so we get the hint that we're in that we're at the Eerie right now mm-hmm. um, because Lords of the Vale, or people that are wearing the Aaron sigil with the uh, with the sparrow. The sparrow. What is the bird that's on the? It's a moon and a. Oh yeah, it's some sort of bird. It's I'm not bird, sure which right? one. <laughs> um, and so they ride up. And the difference that I'm seeing already is it's not her uncle. Oh. Wait. The first person to meet up with them when they get to the Eerie is her uncle. That was actually my next point. Yeah. Because the main entrance to the veil in the books is the Bloody Gate. Yeah. It doesn't appear in this season at all. Yeah, and and it's weird. You're looking at literally. It looks like they're just in a cave, like and a we, cavern. Yep, and we don't see Brendan Tully, and we don't see Donald Wainwood, who are the guardians of the Bloody Gate. Nope. Instead, we have someone that says, "I'm a Knight of the Vale," and like, "Why is Tyrion with you?" And then they just keep moving. And they actually made up a character for that guy who was just talking to them. Yeah, they did. His name is Sir Vardis Egan. Yeah. And there's, it says there's a possibility that they already passed the Bloody Gate before, before meeting Sir Bardis. So we're not really sure if they already passed the gate or not. But if they already passed the Bloody Gate, they still left out. Right. So there's the just a lot missing there. here. Yeah. 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 And, and it's funny because this is the first time we hear Tyrion says, oh, the Eerie. They say it's impregnable. And Bran says, give me a hundred or give me ten men and some ladders and I'll impregnate the pitch. And also... That whole thing with Maya Stone is not in here. So, um, so remember Catelyn's way from the mountain to the Eyrie? Yeah. Like, that whole, like, scary climb up of it and mm-hmm. everything? Um, it's not shown in the TV show. She makes the climb riding on the back of a mule. Maya Stone, the bastard daughter of King Robert, whose job is to escort people to the Eyrie, is absent in the series as well. So she's not in here at all. Hmm. Yep. 
All right, next scene, let's go. So next scene, we have Ned, and he's being summoned to the small council chamber. Um, and he says that he's... He's like, all right, I'll go to the small council chamber in a minute. He's like, and then he goes, no, the king summoned you. Like, the king is there. And he's like, wait, what? Um, and he says, I believe it concerns Daenerys Targaryen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It clips straight to Robert, and he just goes, the whole is pregnant. And he just, <laughs> like, that's the first thing you hear. And you're like, dang, This Robert. plays out pretty closely in yeah. the book, yeah. Um, and this plays out, yeah, almost exactly. Ned's yeah. trying to convince him like, not to no do it. There's no notes in here about this at all. No, the, Ned tries to convince him not to do it, and it's just the same arguments back and forth. And it's wedging a... a there's a wedge now between Robert yeah. and Ned. And the same members of the small council agree of who should, um, you know, of, of what should be done about Daenerys. And then it ends up with Ned taking off the hand of the, the hand. And quitting. And quitting. Basically and then quitting. Robert's yelling, go back to Winterfell. Yeah, go back to Winterfell. And he'll say, he says, I'll have your head on a spike. And so now he's getting ready to leave. <clears throat> yeah, so now Ned is packing everything and he's telling him to get the girls together. Like, we gotta go. Place yes. is burning down around me. Um, and this plays out again, just like the book, where um, <clears throat> now you have um, Littlefinger coming in and saying, you know, how fast, when are you gonna return to Winterfell? I, there's still more stuff. That you need to see. Mm-hmm. Basically convincing him not to go. Right. And so now he's basically saying he's taking him to the whorehouse that we had talked about. We mm-hmm. know where he's going. Um, okay, this is a big diff. There's a lot of, that we need to discuss right here. So we're back in the Eerie. And um, in the book, Catelyn actually first reaches the Eerie alone and meets with her sister in her chambers. Tyrion is then brought after her. Because, remember, he rode up with the turnips. Mm-hmm. But in the TV show, Catelyn and Tyrion, as we can see right here, reach the Eyrie together and both confront Liza in the main hall in front of all of the important residents that are present. Uh, you can press play. And, oh. what, and what also makes this a huge difference, too... Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Robert Aaron is actually Robin Aaron. They changed one. it in the TV show, so there wasn't yep. a lot of confusion. And, again, what she just said in front of everyone, right... They, it literally starts out with literally Liza with Robin Aaron mm-hmm. suckling at her teat right there in front of everyone on the throne at the Eerie. It's weird. It is weird. From the beginning. Yes. And she immediately is mad. <laughs> you can see, you can see the look, the look in Catelyn's eye of like, this was a bad idea. What? Yeah, this was a bad idea immediately. Like seeing her sister the way she is now. And she's different. She looks different than she did in the book. Yes. Okay. So that was my next point. Liza's appearance is different. In the sh- She is shown as a very skinny woman in the TV series. But in the book, she's um, described as being overweight, overweight with, pale and puffy, with a pale and puffy face. Instead, she's super skinny. Mm-hmm. Almost. Deathly looking. Deathly looking yeah. skinny. Like her cheeks are hollowed in yeah. and stuff. And she looks terrifying. And... She immediately starts out with like your your aunt has done a bad thing. Don't you remember your aunt and and Robin's She's done like a very bad thing. yeah and Robin and the way she talks is creepy yeah. too. And then she immediately goes into like describing. Look at how strong he is. Like it it they basically took they took the scene from the book and they condensed it really fast. Yes. And just said all of this that Liza was gonna say. Yeah. Um, basically slamming you with the character. Yes. This is the character. This is how messed up she is. Yeah. Right? And Tyrion's sitting right there, and he is confused. He's like, uh... He's just as confused. His yeah. His face and Catelyn's face are just, like, what pure confusion. Yeah, what is this that we just stumbled on? <laughs> he literally has milk on his mouth. It's disgusting. Yeah. And, and Catelyn's like, you wrote about me to the Lannisters. And she goes, yeah, to stay away from them. So just like in the book. Not to bring him here. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy. So he, he says, he's little, like, are we... And she describes that he's the imp of House Lannister. Mm-hmm. And that he killed your father. And so... It's like, oh, I've been a very busy man. Yeah. Did I kill him too? <laughs> yeah. Smart mouth. Tyrion. Yep. Um, so I have a feeling 
that we're going to get to this part, some of this part, in the book. I think so. And we're not quite there yet. But instead, they condensed part of it into this scene. Yeah. And instead of... Uh, I noticed another big difference here is Robin... He does look kind of sickly. Like, they did kind of put some, like, bags under his eyes and stuff. But one of the big things is he's not, like, shaking. Yeah, he has the shakes. He, he's not... He doesn't look that sickly. Yeah. And he actually jumps up from his mom's lap here and says, he's make like, the bad man fly. Like, he's got irate. energy. Yeah. yeah. He's got some energy. You know? Scary energy, but he's got energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he's... He keeps saying, yeah. I want to see the bad man fly. Yeah. Perhaps you will, my little love. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Oh, now and now she decides to cover herself up when she says um, that she, they need yeah, to have so a trial. Yeah, so Catelyn said like, "I won't have him harmed. This is my prisoner." Yeah. Um, take him down to introduce him to Mord, who is like the the prison guard or whatever. Yep. And this scene is actually um, additional. This was not in the book. I like it though. It's just it shows a brief moment of imprisonment and more like throws him in the cell and says sleep good little dwarf and then closes the door and Tyrion walks over and he sees that there's no like wall for his cell and he looks over and it's just like like hundreds and hundreds of feet drop yeah it's insane and I want to point out I don't know if you just saw what was on the other side of that wall did you see that what I'll rewind it just a second Look at the wall behind Tyrion, what it says. It's very creepy, and it's some, like, red rum stuff. What does it say? On the... On this wall here. Welcome to... No, it says, time to fly, time to fly in blood on the wall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's creepy. That's pretty creepy. I like that. And, it, obviously, fly would be falling off of this giant hole that he's... That's insane. Yeah. So, obviously, they don't have a wall there because they know, like, no one's going to jump to their death. Well, they don't care if you kill yourself. Exactly. Yeah, basically. So, less prisoners, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, they don't care about your well-being here in the prison cells in the area. Yeah. And this next scene is going to be... (sighs) This one, I don't think, was in the book. This is not in the book, and it's... I think we should skip over this. We haven't gotten to that yet. I don't think we should talk about this. I'm going to agree. I don't want to give anything away to you guys that so, we haven't talked about yet. Mute, mute, mute. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this scene is not in the book either. This is a scene between Robert and Cersei. I love this scene, by the way. Um, it kind of just shows that their marriage is not about love whatsoever. It's about power. And it's the only thing that's really holding the kingdom together right now. Yeah. Um, and then I think they also do talk about Lyanna Stark. Yeah, so he says, she says something like, oh, like, how did you know that you loved her? Like, and he's like, I still love her. Like, he's like, I, I always have loved her and I never stopped thinking about her. And he kind of makes an insult. He, she says something about some kind of like strategic movement. Yeah. And I like this line that he goes, he goes, it's a funny little trick that you do. You, your mouth speaks, but your father's words come out of it. Your mouth opens, but your father's words come out of yeah. it. Yeah. Obviously talking about Tywin, yeah. uh, who we have not met yet, but we have heard so much about. We're going to meet him very soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah. But he talks about, like, the Dothraki and how, like, you know, Daenerys and needing to kill Daenerys and all this stuff. And it's a very important key plot point. But it shows, it, I think it shows a, a very, there's no love, like you said. There's, it's purely political. Yeah. And so, skipping ahead... <laughs> Um, that's the, the biggest part of that scene. It's a good, it's a good talking point scene, but it doesn't show much, um, to the key plot points of the story. So, so this is, um, the scene where we meet, um, his newest bastard, Robert's newest bastard. This is actually a lot different. So remember in our, one of our most recent episodes, um, we say, like, Shatiya's brothel is where mm-hmm. she was housed and everything. Um, in the show, they say that Littlefinger owns this brothel. But in the book, it's actually owned by Shatiya. Hmm. Yeah. Because that's... I think I also was thinking that while I was reading it. I was confused because in the show, 
It's that's Littlefinger's brothel, but yeah. in the book, it's actually owned by Shataya. Interesting. So it, it plays out the same way where um, you know this this woman mm-hmm. that Robert was with. Again, the baby has black hair, mm-hmm. um, and she's saying like, "Promise me, like you'll tell him about us and yeah. all that," you know. Yeah, and obviously Ned's like lying, but it plays out the same way in that in that sense. Um, and then Littlefinger's there chilling with uh, two other prostitutes. <laughs> two other prostitutes, uh, again because it looks like he owns it. And Ned's like, "Okay." Um, then they have this whole discussion that Ned was talking about in his head in the book, I believe, where, you know, running through which bastards are where. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe we saw a little finger about this, about, like, the one that's in Storm. Yeah, they did have this okay, conversation. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the one in the Erie and all that. Um, and so it's interesting. So right now, mm-hmm. do you want me you go ahead. Oh, so this is the scene where we have the brawl between the Lannister men and the Starks. Mm-hmm. Um, it is significantly different from the book versus the TV show. Yeah. In the book, um, Eddard and his guards are on horseback and are away from the brothel when confronted by the Lannisters. Um, also in the book, Jamie wants only to frighten Ned and orders his men to kill the Stark guards. Eddard does not duel with Jamie in the book. But I think we're about to see them duel here. Yes. And he is not injured by a Lannister guard. I'm just going to say all this before we play it out, and yeah. then we can talk about it. But when his wounds, when his wounded horse falls on him, shattering his leg, that's when he gets injured. Um, also, Jory Castle's killer is not named, but we will see in a minute that he is in this TV series. And then Jamie does not take part in the brawl, but in the book, remember, he rides away. And then the scene takes place at night in the book when heavy rain is falling, but here we can clearly see that it is daylight. Daylight. So I believe, I believe it ends with rain in this show. Well, when he's traveling back, yes. But okay. not during the fight. Okay. No, like at the end. Like, I think he's laying there and there's rain. Yeah. If, if I'm if wrong. That's where then he's found in the streets. Yes. Because Littlefinger was also there and said, right. oh, I'll go get the city watch. And then they meet him in the streets. Yeah. So another thing I just noticed, too, is they, like you said, they're on horseback. They have, in, in the show here, they've surrounded the brothel and Ned comes out. Yeah. It's like the police have surrounded the brothel in right. a way, right? So he comes out and it he's ends like, up... He's like, what the hell yeah, is going he's on? He's like, what? Why are Lannister men surrounding me and my men? And here comes Jamie on horseback. Right. Jamie comes out on horseback and he says the same thing, such a small pack of wolves. And uh, he doesn't say the rest of the quote, though. <laughs> <laughs> um... And he and Littlefinger comes out and says, "What's the meaning of this?" And like the, he was at the hand. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, "Well, he's not the hand anymore." So, and Jamie confronts Ned about um, Catelyn Tyrion situation. Yep, and he goes, "Yeah, I ordered Catelyn to take him, so mm-hmm. that was my command um, to answer for his crimes." And at that point, all of them uh, draw their swords and spears and. None of or Ned does not, and Jamie's baiting him to pull his his sword out. Um, instead, Jory is kind of walking towards him, and he said he's going to open Lord Stark from what? just basically slice him. He's slicing. Yeah, he's going to kill him. Um, and yep, and then he says, "Take take Ned alive, but kill all of his men." And they immediately just start spearing him. And then Ned takes out his sword. And now he starts dueling. Yeah. Right now, Ned is actually yeah fighting, and Jory is fighting real well. Um, yeah. It's going pretty good for Jory, and then it's not. Um, Jamie. So we actually see that Jory is killed by Jamie, Jamie in the TV series in like a dirty way too. Yeah, like it's he like takes right out a dagger and puts him right in the eye. This now you can see how pissed off Ned is. Yeah, and I believe they're about to duel. Yeah, so at he's this point, off. yeah, so obviously. Yep. Here we yep. go. Little bit of a duel here. Ned's got some moves, bro. Yep, and. I like this a lot better than the book. I do, too. <laughs> I like that, because this is, like, the only time we get to see them ever duel. Yeah. yeah. Ned's furious, as you can see, and Jamie's thinking this is, like, a fun little thing. Right. He's, like, having fun with it. Yeah. Oh, and Jamie hits Ned in the face, but Ned's, like, unfazed. Keeps going at him. You can see that Ned's a lot shorter than Jamie. I'm just going to yeah, say that. he is. I was going to say he's, that, too. Yeah, he's got, like, a, at least, like, three or four inches on him. And then, yeah, this is... <sighs> 
Oh, this is just so dumb. That's stupid. So, yeah. So they're literally dueling each other, and one of the Lannister men just walks <laughs> up and spears Ned in the back of the leg. That's and so Jamie stupid. is pissed. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Because he was like, he's like, I finally get to duel Ned Stark. All this time he's waited to duel Ned. And right. this guy just walks up and spears him, and Ned's like, ow, and Ned falls to the ground. Jamie's like, come on, dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I believe he gives him a do real good one. Do you think, though, that he... Oh! Do you think he did that to, like... Because he it? knew Ned was, like, better? I don't know. I don't know why he did it. I think he's just an idiot. But Jamie ended up knocking his lights out. Yeah. Cold right the here. The guard. The guard, yeah. yeah. And so he just leaves Ned with a little spear coming out of the back of his Jeez. leg. And they just leave him here in the street. Then that's the end of the episode. We know now that Ned is injured, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Yes. But I think they did a great job with this one. What are you going to rate it? From the book? Between the book and the TV series, how well do you think they did? Okay, so, so I'm going to just take out just two points. Uh-huh. The, the points that were from the book were dead on. Mm-hmm. So I would say 9 out of 10 on the points from the book. The points that were not from the book were very good and helped with the plot points. I don't like this point. I think the ending point, this battle, I think was almost a little bit better than the book, but it's different than the book. So I would I would bring it down to an 8 out of 10 on this one. I'm going to go 7 on this one. 7? I don't like that they changed the dragon bones. Fair enough. Um... The the scene in the veil wasn't that as close to the book as I would like it to be. Oh, that's true. And also the um the attack of the clansmen, like they didn't really show how rough um Catelyn and her party had it. Because in the book it was a lot mm-hmm. more gruesome. That's true. I just it was think, very quick. And then the whole thing with Arya chasing the cats and stuff, a lot of details were left out on that. Mm-hmm. So but the the there there were some very close similarities, so I did like that, but I, I think I think they just changed too much of it for me this time. So I'm going to go 7. I forgot about that. I'm going to go back to 7.5. Okay. Because of the eerie... The entire eerie in general scenes are bad. Yeah. But overall, pretty good. Yeah. And if you guys see any other differences that we missed, please let us know. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot. We would love to hear it. Yeah. Alright, um, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. We have a Facebook page, which is Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines Podcast Group. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode. Next week we're going to be back to the uh, normally scheduled program, and we will see you next week. Bye!